that I found communicating in any form, speaking, writing, or even intaking communication in the form of reading, was an incredibly arduous, painful process for me until I broke through. Then it consumed me. I was the biggest bookworm ever. Welcome to day five of the Geopets podcast language show, posting every day in the month of November. Am I crazy? Yes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so I am the host, Stephanie Fuccio, and I have so much to say about my time in China and the language that goes with that. And yet, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't use the language in my daily life, generally speaking. And that's something I really want to explain early in the month. And this is not a complaint or a criticism about China or Chinese people. This is a fully recognized, very guilt-free thanks to the YouTube channel and this podcast for the ability to vent about this at the beginning of these projects. Um, admission. This is an admission. I barely use Mandarin Chinese in my daily life in China. What I do do with it is I read it. I marvel over the giant Hansa characters, the Mandarin Chinese characters that I see all around me because... There's something magical about them that I cannot put my finger on. And those memories of me struggling with language, struggling with especially speaking, and how reading, the stories in reading, really, really drew me in. Now, there is some debate if English is my first language or not. Some members of my family claim Italian was. I don't know. I will probably never know. <laughs> what I do know is that I found communicating in any form, speaking, writing, or even intaking communication in the form of reading, was an incredibly arduous, painful process for me until I broke through. Then it consumed me. I was the biggest bookworm ever. And the more I read, the more I wanted to create my own writing. The more I read, the more I wanted to write. The more I read, the more I wanted to speak. I have simultaneous memories from my childhood where I was reading something and I stopped, I got inspired, and I started to write a similar story, but with my information, my imagination, that kind of thing. Or where I stopped reading something and I grabbed my old-fashioned tape recorder, shoved in a tape, and started recording my own radio show. But it was the reading that started first. It was the reading that got me past communication being difficult. And I know a lot more now than I did then as to why I was maybe struggling with my language, struggling with how to use language, how to consume language, how to understand ideas. I have a feeling it may have something to do with what Peter Shankman calls the faster than normal <laughs> brain from his book with that title. Which is, yes, related to ADHD. No, I haven't been diagnosed, but my brain has always worked differently than many others. I didn't know or think of or 
have time or mental energy to ponder any of this stuff when I was living in the U.S., or for most of my life, for that matter. It was only after coming to China and having the time and space and financial security, to be honest, to explore these things. I was a very failed language learner my entire life. I tried to learn so many languages and I could not have that breakthrough that I had in English. Once I started reading in English as a child, I was, like I said, a bookworm. And then I started to write and then I started to make my own radio programs. And I did not stop writing until partway through my language teaching career. Yeah, you heard me. Couldn't learn languages, but I was teaching them for about 15 years. And for a big chunk of that language teaching, I had stopped all of my language creativity, all of my wordplay, all of my descriptions, because I was putting so much time and effort into my classes trying to help my students. I thought I was teaching language to help them, but I realize now I was probably trying to help myself understand why I couldn't learn a language. There's so much to unpack with all of this. So was it my first language of Italian that has made languages, using languages difficult for me? Was it my quote-unquote faster than normal brain that made it hard to focus and made it hard to have things come out in a single line? Was it just the decontextualization of language and language, the general monotony and awfulness of language learning in a classroom that desensitized me to the excitement of learning a language and using a language with people who are in different cultures and have so much to share? I will never know. What I know is that a floodgate happened when I came back to China in January 2017, a floodgate that has only gotten worse. Am I fluent in Mandarin Chinese now? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I decided after a few months of studying, and you can see all of the process that went into this on the YouTube channel, I decided to let myself read for as long as I needed to in Mandarin Chinese. I decided to take away the pressure of speaking in Mandarin Chinese and taking away that pressure of having to produce the language and letting myself go at whatever pace my brain and emotions and anything else was able to do was one of the most liberating things ever. I stopped clicking on the links that said learn a language in 30 days. I studied the HSK series for a year, hours a day, hours a day, because there was no speaking. It was reading and listening and writing, but the writing was very minimal, very, very minimal. It was mostly reading, vocabulary learning, and listening. And I felt like a child. I felt like a child willing and wanting to know this language. I absorbed the sounds. I went into Pleco, the online Mandarin Chinese Dictionary of Truth, and I watched the stroke order unfold with one word, one character in one word even, again and again and again. They have videos of the stroke order and I watched it over and over as I tried to write the characters and I found it so relaxing. And I started to call this slow language learning. Not because everybody needs to learn a language slowly. No, I don't think there's one way. 
If there's anything I've learned after 15 years of language teaching and this experience of documenting my Mandarin Chinese language learning that is still very much so in the beginning stages, it's that there's not one way to learn a language. And when we start and expect to be fluent in a few months and we don't, and then we stop learning for years, we lose so much time. And I really, really, really want whatever's happening with the language show here to inspire people to just keep going. Every day that you do something, every week that you do something, every little bit that you do moves you forward to whatever your goal is. But if you stop because you couldn't get there in a certain amount of time, you lose it completely forever. Some people need to learn for a visa, for a job, for this, for that, for whatever. It depends on your goals. And that's the beauty of language learning is that it's so personal. But I wanted to explain this early on in the month to you because a lot of the things that I'm going to be talking about with other people that I'm interviewing and other Mm, other solo shows that I'll be doing in November is very much so reading and writing based because it takes us years to develop language as a child. Why do we need to learn it in six months as an adult? I don't know, because some people can. And that's great. And there isn't a day that goes by that I didn't wish I had that brain, but I don't. My strengths are in other areas. And so for now, I'm going to take my monkey's claw graded reader and I'm going to absorb the language in a way that feels warm and fuzzy and inviting and fun to me. And it may take me two to three months to get through this incredibly short book. But by the end, I will have read a story completely in Mandarin Chinese. And when I say done, I'm not stopping rereading this book until I understand exactly what's happening on every page. And when that happens, oh, the joy, watch for it, because on Instagram and Twitter, I will record that joy. That, that will be my happy place. And then I'll move on to more reading and possibly more writing if I can ever find a calligraphy teacher that is accessible and affordable. And nearby. Yeah, that's an easy thing to find. What I'm saying is, I hope that the different pieces of information that we are collecting in November during this 30 days of posting about Mandarin Chinese inspire you to do something with language, whether it's in Mandarin or some other language, and just to allow yourself to do it at your pace and the way that you want to. If you want to just practice the writing of a script that's incredibly different, do that. Spend time on that. If you want to just speak and not really read and write, go on to italki and find someone to talk to. Go to a coffee shop and find someone to talk to. Ask your friends if they know someone. Whatever you want to do with the language, do that. Do it at your pace, at your time, in your way. Because that's the only way any of this is going to stick for any one of us. All right, that's a bit of a soapbox moment, but I felt that you needed to understand this in order to understand why the rest of what's going to happen in November is happening in that way. And I hope that some of you are interested in reading and writing and the internet and, and books and all of those kinds of things that I'm really deeply into. Thank you so much for listening.
There'll be more tomorrow. Satyan. Thank you.